For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Day After Reckoning. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner in there. And uh, we won't have Trev with the entire show. If his shift is going well, he might pop in in a little bit to give his expression on what the heck was that Mm. yesterday. Mm. Washington, uh, for the third time in a row this season, as uh, or the third time in a row is on the wrong side of the win-loss column uh just three losses in a row stoner w- what in the world's going on here we really thought that this team had at least a, a, and to be fair it's four four weeks in mm-hmm. you know our hair is currently on fire the building mm-hmm. you know we're that we're that uh, this is fine dog sitting at the table and everything's burning around us uh, but it is still maybe too early to panic, but this team has not looked good. You could excuse it week two. Week three, maybe Philadelphia is just that good of a team. Mm-hmm. But Cooper Rush mm. is the first Cowboy quarterback to win his first four games, and we are the footnote in that one, Stoner. Yeah. What is going on? Man, I mean, where do we even start, right? We don't want to... We don't want to be too depressing because we we like to be uplifting a little bit, but we're not blind homers, and we're not just going to sit here and say everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be fine. But yesterday, in the words of Nathan Perry, is it was a debacle. Okay, <laughs> it was it was an absolute debacle uh, yesterday. You say it with a little twang there, a little debacle, a little, little debacle. Uh, yeah, so it was not it was not good. Anything that kind of could go wrong did. Offensively, it was an absolute poop show. I don't know what this team is doing offensively, and we'll we'll get into that more later. Defensively, I thought that they were average, maybe even slightly below average, but they were fine. They you know they were okay, right? But you shouldn't let it Cooper rush throw a couple of touchdowns against you yeah a couple couple easy touchdowns there yeah just not just not what you want to see at all but we are happy to see you in the chat right now thanks for uh jumping in there we've got a lot of early people too love to see it alcatone hawk tv roger yam all vying to be that first comment we got gus bus in there singing the song the mandalorian coming from ed oliver stream shout out one time there ed oliver great content uh yeah we are ready to bash our team with ref the district yeah we're gonna have a lot of negative things to say sure you know we are gonna try to find the positive right Gus bus mm-hmm. right here with us gotta thank hopeful thoughts because i'm still gonna spend 
three hours on Sunday mm. watching our team. Of course, this is Day After Reckoning. We stream live every day after Washington plays. Win or lose, we're going to be here. We're going to break it down. That's on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, you can catch us also on your favorite audio platform right afterwards. So make sure that you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and uh, and make sure you're lively in the chat today because it is just going to be Stoner and I and you, of course. We got the Dubs fam- family, Dominic, Doug, Scotty, Luke, all in the chat with Chris as well. It, this game was it was just frustrating. I think that this game, maybe it's because we I just hate Dallas so much, hmm. but this loss felt so much worse than Philadelphia, and Philadelphia really just trashed us. Like sure. that, that game against Philadelphia was just bad. Right. This game, Washington was probably in it a little bit more than mm-hmm. the Philadelphia game, but it just felt like everything was always out of our reach. Even when something good happened, something bad would immediately happen, right? Yeah. Washington would make a good play and then penalties, uh, whether or not that's on the offense or the defense. And what you can't, and listening actually to my son today on the way home was one of those things that like made me remember. You can't blame the refs, all right? As yeah. much as we want to sit there and point out that Dallas was the most heavily penalized team heading into the game, and Washington was one of the least penalized, and all of a sudden Washington ends up with double-digit penalties and Dallas has like two? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Something's up. But talking with my son today, he had he had a bad call happen. And I said, you know what? That's just part of, the, it's part of life. That's part mm-hmm. of games. It's what's going to happen. So you can't. We can't blame the refs on this one. There's a lot of a lot of blame to go around. Yeah, though there there definitely is. Where would you like to put the blame? And let us know in the comment section as well. And if you're watching this after the live recording, we'd love to see those comments in there. Uh, go ahead and engage with us. We are pretty good about engaging with the comments after the show. Uh, so yep. make sure that you're in there. But who who do you put the blame on? That's what I want to know right now. Well, let's let's talk about who we put the blame on for this game. Yes, this right. Game. I mean, we mm-hmm. could we could go on for six hours and talk about the organizational failures, coaching, GMs, front all, all that stuff. But we're talking about this particular game. Yeah, and I think that we talked about before the game that the team is going to go as far as the offense will take them. And the offense obviously didn't take them anywhere. The offense is to blame. And then who do you blame on the offense? Is it Scott Turner? Is it uh, Carson Wentz? Is it the penalties? Is it the horrific offensive line? Is it the offensive line coach? Is it Ron's game plan, overall game plan for the offense? And the answer to that is yes. It's all of those things. (laughs) Right. It's not just one thing. It's not just the offensive line, because if you look at what Wentz was doing and the play calling that was going on, he had the shortest amount of time of getting the ball out that he's had all year and all four games. We asked for it. Did we not? Do we not say have a game plan where you can mitigate the rush by getting quick throws, get the ball, get it out, get the ball, get it out. And that's what they did. Now, it wasn't effective for whatever reason. But so is that 
you know, is that on Carson Wentz? Is that on the game plan? Is that on a terrible offensive line? It's all of those things. It's not just one thing. And I don't know if there is a fix to that. I know I don't know the fix. I'm sitting here, right? I, you, they don't pay me to try and fix how, how to fix that <laughs> offense. But I, so I'm sitting here. I don't know what the fix, but I refuse. I absolutely refuse to believe that this team and the weapons that they have and the prove-it weapons that they have on this team who have done it in years past, whether it's on this team or another team or whatever, they have proven that they are weapons. I refuse to believe that they just can't put it all together at some point. Yeah, something's definitely wrong there. And uh, yeah, Luke Luke brings up here, of note, Dotson is going to be out for uh, for a couple of weeks. So one of those weapons that you're talking about, yeah, they're going to be missing. And, and I wonder what they're going to do because that's one of the things that this offense that we've been talking about it should be explosive. You got you got playmakers all over on this mm-hmm. offense, people who have speed and can catch. You know Terry McLaurin and uh, Josh uh, Dotson there, Jahan Dotson rather. Uh, sorry, the, the comment did say Dotson, which brought me yeah. back there. But Jahan Dotson, those guys are known for their hands. Um, you're brought mm-hmm. up the game plan. Mark Bullock uh, had a great tweet showing the next gen stats on this. Mm-hmm. Game. Uh, 12 of the 25 completions came at or before, before the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They we're trying to get the ball into space, uh, but also mitigate that pass rush. That mm-hmm. was something that they wanted to work on. Uh, nine came within five yards and two completions uh, were 10 yards or more. And if you look at this map, there are, most of these incompletions are ones that are around 10 or more yards, mm-hmm. uh, the incompletion ones. So, yeah, I think he only had one that was beyond 10. Wasn't yeah. it just one? He had uh, two beyond 10 yards. Okay, two. Uh, he had four if you consider two of the, those two interceptions that he threw. Oh, uh, but, right. uh, but that's just, you know, that is the play calling there was to mitigate the pass rush, but they never did anything to also open it up. Like mm. you can't, you know, part of mitigating that pass rush is kind of dinking and dunking, which we know is not Carson Wentz no. specialty. He refuses to do it. And then you, you know, you sit there, you're supposed to dink and dunk to make them back off, you know, the pass rush. But all it did was kept the, you know, Trayvon Diggs and the other cornerbacks just hogging those front. They knew it was going to come. And then you don't have enough time to throw past them if that didn't work. And so my blame, you know, if we're looking for the game, you know, just specifically this game against Dallas, it is going to go on Scott Turner. I could not be more disappointed Hmm. with the, the play calling. Yes. The offensive line has issues. One of those issues was Trey Turner, who they Mm -hmm. benched during the game. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you for recognizing how bad his play was sure. and, you know, covering it up and saying he just wasn't ready coming back from that injury. That's fine. They're, but they're, they're not going to throw him under the bus. They're not going to throw him under the bus. That's great. Right. You know, they learned their lesson from earlier the year where they threw Jamin mm-hmm. Davis under the bus and then had yeah. to backtrack some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they recognized he was bad. Bench him, put in uh, Sadiq Charles, who actually looked pretty darn good for yeah. most of it. Run blocking. The whole team looks awful in pass blocking. 
Right, you know, right. Run block. I think Charles, yeah, Charles is probably the only one I think has been effective in pass blocking. And even he's given up some pressures. Well, they so, they did mitigate the rush, right? They gave up two sacks. Yeah. Right? Only two sacks. Now they had other pressures, obviously, and Carson had two uh intentional groundings, which is just as good as a sack, right? Because you lose the yardage plus you lose the down. So it's basically a sack. But for whatever reason, Carson Wentz still refuses the thing that everybody said he couldn't do, which is take the layup. We've been talking about this since training camp. He refuses to take the layup. When he, when Scott Turner or whoever it is decides that they're going to put John Bates and try to block Micah Parsons, and that doesn't work, and, and Carson Wentz is immediately under pressure, and he's able to luckily roll away from him, but he's got another guy coming. He just refuses to throw it out of bounds or to throw it down to his check down. He's always looking so far downfield, and he waits and he waits and he waits and he's running. Next thing you know, he's getting tackled and he throws it intentional grounding. And he did that twice. And I don't know why he won't take the layups. And there are some of those throws, those misses that are downfield, those 15-yard passes. If you look at the tape, now we're not tape guys. I do look at it, but I don't sit here and try and say that I understand and I study it and all that. But look at the people who do that. The Mark Bullocks, as you mentioned. Uh, let Maul tell it. Jamal, uh, who who looks at the tape and puts yeah, stuff out Mark there. Guys like it. that. Mm-hmm. Go check them out, and they'll show you how Carson Wentz is looking downfield, and he's got two guys right in front of him, five yards down the field, that he can just dump it off to, and instead he throws it to a covered Terry McLaurin down 15 yards downfield. Take the freaking layup, Carson. And I don't understand why he won't do that, why he's so stubborn that he just doesn't dump it. He's not seeing the field, whether it's a misunderstanding of the offense, that he doesn't have grasp of it, whether it's the defenses are just confusing him and he can't read a defense, whatever it is, he's not hitting the open guys like he should be or just taking the layups. Take the freaking layups. One of the things that kind of came up in discussion after the loss was there, you know, Carson Wentz and this awesome, uh, and this system, right, with Mm -hmm. with Scott Turner doesn't allow for him to – uh, audible at the line. It doesn't seem like it, right? No, there. I don't think I've seen one audible at I all. I don't think the defense does either. But continue. Yeah, and we'll yeah we'll <laughs> definitely get to that side of the ball because I'm not yeah. happy with that side of the ball either. Yeah. But as far as the offense, that because that's who I'm putting the blame on for this sure. game because you scored ten points. Like it's awful. Hmm. It's just awful. But yeah, but there's no there's no audibles, right? And so the plays, from my understanding are designed with those outs, you know, if you're like, okay, this is the coverage back there. Okay. So this is who I, this should be my first read. Yeah. I don't know if, if Carson Wentz isn't getting that and that's why he's not doing that. Or if he, again, is mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'm going to trust, you know, my receivers. But I mean, I, you know, when you're looking at this, the, the half those completions were right there at the line. Yeah, like he's not—he's not trying to. He's not trusting his receivers to break out. And there was a couple mm-hmm. of times where we did see Terry McLaurin. Uh, real quick, quick aside here. 
anybody who says that Diggs clamped McLaurin, I just stop. Just stop. He had a good day, and McLaurin didn't have a good day against him. Fine. If you want to consider that clamped, fine. Whatever. If you watched every single play that those two ran against uh, Mm -hmm. each other, there was plenty of times McLaurin was running free. And... Carson Wentz just didn't find him. So don't so miss me with that clamp BS. Okay. <laughs> right. Miss me with that. The uh he did make some plays though. He did make some plays. Like, he actually you know, some made good some plays. plays. He did yeah. make some plays. I yeah. I have blasted Diggs plenty of times, part partially because he wears the wrong uniform. But I also just think that he's just uh he he is a a, a feast or famine cornerback. Yeah. And you know, yesterday was famine for Washington against him. You know, he it was, was feasting. feast for him. It was feasting yeah. for him, famine for us. So it sounds very similar to my uh, Jalen Hurts take that, you know, he's getting all this love and I just wasn't impressed. And, you know, Trayvon Diggs gets a lot of love and you're just not impressed. Yeah, it, it, it definitely, definitely seems to be there. Um Lots of people calling out the coaches with us as well. A lot of people mm-hmm. putting on a uh, oh, yeah. on uh, on Ron starts at the top. You and I both know that, right? A leadership aspect. It's going to start from the top there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Turner is getting some uh, some people mad at him. Not just myself. Uh, Jack Del Rio in there. So we're going uh, to the defensive let's side. Move now. to the defensive side. Sure. To the the blame on the defensive side here. Uh, Again, this wasn't like Washington held them to 25 points. And we've said yeah. this, you know, before. If you're holding the your opposing your opposing team to mid 20s, mid to low 20s, yeah. you should expect to win those games. Right. Or at correct. least be competitive. Right. So if in that's the, the case, modern day offense, yeah. you should score in the mid to high 20s. Everybody should. Washington scored 10 points yesterday. The lowest in the entire NFL, 10 points on offense. You should be able to score. Even that Dallas defense is good, right? I mean, they've mm-hmm. they've they gave up three to Tampa, they gave up like 10 to I don't remember who all they played, but I think they have the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Yeah, they, okay, they so have they're a, good. They have a top defense, yeah. They're they're good, but they're not the 85 Bears, they're not the 2000 Ravens. Okay, they're not legendary, legendarily good. Okay, so you should be able to score on them. And Washington had, like you said, if you look at some of the tape, Washington had guys open, as always, and I always say that. There is always somebody open. Is the line given the quarterback time? Is the quarterback seeing it? Can the quarterback get the throw there? All of those things. But none of that stuff is working, so they're not getting it to the open guys who who can make plays. Like Carson's second interception I believe, which was in the middle of the field. Again, just watch it slowly, the play, how he goes back. He stares right down the middle, waits for his guy to turn around. Why he waited that long, I don't know, and then throws it to him. And three guys were on their way to the ball while I believe it's Logan Thomas was sitting in the flat with nobody within 10 yards. And it's like that every single time. I don't know how we got back on the offense. My apologies. Yeah, I was about to say, I was Let's just like, I asked my man about the about Jack <laughs> Del Rio, who's yeah, the blame my, on the apologies. defensive side of the ball, and he brought he brought up Logan Thomas and an interception by Carson Wentz. Yeah. It's all right. It's going to happen. 
I honestly, <laughs> I'm just my saying blame, my blame does go to, to the offense. And we talked about how your offense has to help out your defense. Yeah. And, and, but let me read you some, some stats here that okay. this again, doesn't feel like this is how the game went. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the, the game felt much more lopsided than a 15 point victory. Yeah. Okay. But then when you actually look at it, Washington actually had more first downs, 17 to 15. Right. Washington had more yards, total yards, 297 to 279. Yeah. Washington did not have the passing yards, but did have the rushing yards. Right. 142 rushing yards. To what they had. They had like 62. Yeah. I mean, they were. You were running running. the ball at a 5.3 clip. Yeah. 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 And the game just got away because uh, defensively, the. What they were doing is they were throwing the ball downfield and causing our guys to interfere and in penalties. Because if you look at the drive chart that Dallas had, almost all of their drives, when they had something big happen, was a penalty. Yep. And that's how they got down the field. A 38-yard pass interference, a 42-yard pass interference, I believe are the two pass interference. They had the Zeke play on the first drive where where he got out into the open and Cooper Rush dumped it off and Zeke did the rest. And and I watched that and in it in it I don't what's the word? I wanted to explode on Cole Holcomb because <laughs> Cole Holcomb's entire job was Zeke, right? And Zeke stays in the block. So Cole Holcomb turns his back on Zeke Elliott and runs down the field to try and help out on a guy who, guess what, Nathan, had two guys on him already. Yeah, already covered. Yeah, and so Zeke pops out of there, right, because Cooper Rush needs a little dump-off spot, and he catches it, and by the time Cole Holcomb turns around and sees it, he's got to try and chase him down, and you got no shot. And that was a 30-something-yard play. But then the defense held. They held him to a field goal, and they did that consistently. Yeah. Hold him to a field goal, hold him to a field goal. And it's sooner or later it's going to break, like it did uh, with that long yeah. touchdown to CD uh, Land. Unfortunately, the the times where it broke were on those penalties. Uh, the yeah. penalties were pretty big here. Yeah. And this this one does go to Ron. You know, we've talked about Scott Turner and his blame. Jack Del Rio. We're, we're kind of still touching on that one. This one is kind of a Ron thing when you're talking about overall the discipline of a team. Now, hmm. some of these penalties were a bit. You know, ticky tacky, and Dallas didn't get theirs, but again, we can't blame them. But these penalties were huge. Washington, yeah. this is from John Kime. Washington failed to get a first down after any of the seven offensive penalties. They and they gave up touchdowns on the drives that they had defensive penalties. Yeah, absolutely. And they wiped out two of those interceptions. They had two interceptions, mm-hmm. and both were wiped out by defensive that. penalties. Think about that. Dallas scored a touchdown on drives that Washington had an interception wiped out by a penalty. That's a complete, that's a, I mean, it's at least a seven point difference, Mm -hmm. but maybe more if the offense can get into a groove and go down and score. Nothing showed that they would do that, but you never know early in the game, you can get the offense on track after a while. Uh, But yeah, those penalties were just killer. And if you want to talk about the penalties disparities, right? Like you said, Maybe that's on Ron Rivera that it's undisciplined. But coming into the game, they had the fourth least amount of penalty. I don't know how to say it properly. They were 28th 
in penalties, right? And 28th worst, if you will. So you start with the top most five team. most disciplined team. Okay. Was Washington and bottom five least disciplined team was Dallas. That's right. And, it and somehow Washington, who had 12 penalties in three games, got 11 penalties in one game. Now, did they deserve them? Probably, right? But Dallas had some egregious penalties as well that they were not calling. And even on the Jahan Dotson touchdown pass, he was grabbed, but he got away. Okay, fine. That wasn't a penalty. If if it wasn't a penalty, we would have been up in arms when we saw the replay. Yeah, if it wasn't a touchdown, yeah. Yeah, for the touchdown. But it was a touchdown, so we can ignore that. And how do you not, and it wouldn't have changed anything, but just let me ask you, how do you not call running into the punter when the guy ran into Tressway? Now, he he wasn't blocked into him. He ran into Tressway. I think it was third and 22 or something, or fourth and 22. Yeah, it was. The, so yeah. it wouldn't have made a difference. But it would have given them a chance to at least repunt it, right? Because that wasn't a great punt yeah, by exactly. Tressway. Or anything. Or, you know, now we're five yards closer. Maybe we want to fake it. You know, they're not. But you know what I'm saying? Get, yeah. You have to call penalties when they're penalties. And they threw the flag and then picked it up. And how and how do you do that? How do you pick up the flag? You, you do that when you say when he as didn't a run metaphor into saying you take a check from Jerry Jones, you pick up the flag. I mean, I'm not a I'm not going to accuse the refs actually doing that. But it was I'm just things like that. How does a how does a disciplined team who only had was averaging four penalties all of a sudden end up with eleven? Uh, you know the the holdings that we saw. Yes, they were holdings. The false starts were obvious. Right. And and the false starts, by the way, were were a result of having a brand new center in there who was bad, who was very bad. I know oh, the center was bad. No. He was fine with his snaps. Yeah. He was not blocking anybody. Okay. I'm not okay. I'm not gonna disagree there, but as much as I'm with Gus Boss and the rest when it comes to the Schweitzer love, mm-hmm. Schweitzer last week was very bad so yeah, like, yeah but on the was, scale yeah. on the scale of things nick martin was at an improvement yeah okay yeah. fine he was an so, improvement in getting yeah. the snap back it but might be the difference that, i forget like, who i forget who was in the comment section uh yesterday w- before the game talking about this game this game against dallas is either going to be very 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 bad or just mm-hmm. very very bad like that was your choices yeah and that might be what it is between the centers right now but Martin was better. The snaps are getting out much cleaner. The yeah, blocking, he wasn't blocking side anybody. issues. Schweitzer was having a rough, rough go of it last week. All How many right. times did Philadelphia get to I'm Carson not saying, Wentz on four man rushes? I'm not saying that he was worse than Wes Schweitzer was the week before. I'm just saying he wasn't good. And yeah. and how do you expect him to be good? And that's kind of been my rant about these things. We want to bench. William Jackson the third. Fine, you bench him and you're gonna end up with Wild Goose, who should not be on an NFL roster. So be careful. And I understand that goes back to how the roster construction and your depth. I get all that, but I'm talking about where you are right now. If you bench these starters, you're gonna get pathetic results coming back. And everybody wants Chris Paul to start at right guard. Chris Paul is not even the the backup guard. 
He doesn't he even now. dress. He for probably me. is now. Yeah, he. he Trey he is Turner's going to find himself uh, wearing street clothes. I think for a couple of weeks. We'll see yeah, how but that I'm, goes. Yeah, but I'm saying that he's not even dressing for these games, and everybody wants to give this sixth rounder a chance to play right guard when the team doesn't even have confidence enough to be the second guy in the rotation. So they they don't even dress him. So you just got to be careful what you wish for. Sure, I want to bench Jackson and Fuller, and I want to bench uh, Trey Turner and Nick Martin and all this, but the guys behind them are worse. They just are. And and Landon yeah. Collins isn't going to come in and fix this defense. Uh, and Eric Flowers is not going to come in, and all of a sudden this offensive line is going to be uh, anchored and stop people. Yeah, it uh, might might be an improvement. It's not happen. We'll, we'll, I don't. I'm not sure about that one. That one actually might be an improvement. Thirty two teams don't want him on their roster. Yeah. Week, but that's after not week to say he can't week. improve this team. This okay. team. Uh, this this team is not at rock bottom, but it's not very far from it. Yeah. And so Getting you're close. talking about something that get there. Shout out to those in the chat here. We got Hawk TV, uh, Stoner and Nate. Did you touch on Trev's JDR stance? We're actually talking about who's to blame for this game. We talked yeah. about Scott Turner. We've talked about Ron Rivera, and we're kind of going over the defense and Jack Del Rio. But Stoner and I, we're not really thinking that this is Jack Del Rio's uh, fault here. But there are aspects that I will agree with uh, some of our people in the comments. Going to continue the shout-outs here as real progress is there. I'm going to ignore Shady Katie, who's in the chat. We did appreciate having her with the uh, joining us there. Bonafide picker, Dave, Metaphor. Uh, we had DMV. Uh, the uh, We had uh, DMV Mess Hall in there. Yeah. Appreciate them coming in as well. One of the aspects I can see the blame for Jack Del Rio there's mm-hmm. two aspects to this. One is you just lost to Cooper Rush. Sure. Now, granted, you are the fourth team to lose to Cooper Rush, but right. it's still Cooper Rush. It's still Cooper and, Rush. And he, he didn't exactly have a great game. All right. You know, you know, he did have the two touchdowns. He was 15 for 27. Uh, for 223 yards. Okay. So not Alex exactly Smith like numbers. Yeah. Not, you know, even running the ball, like he had two runs for seven yards. Like this isn't like he wasn't Patrick Mahomes out there or Tom yeah. Brady. He was Cooper Rush. He definitely was not. And and you lost. But one of those things that that so that's one aspect, right? You lost to Cooper Rush. The other aspect, we talked about how Scott Turner's offense doesn't audible. Mm-hmm. The defense they're like statues out yeah. there, not just when it comes down to chasing people, but hmm. Cooper Rush was calling audibles at the line and the defense did not, not react. Yeah. Did not move, did not adjust, did not. I mean, I'm when I'm telling you they didn't move, I thought I thought the screen had froze on yeah. half the side because <laughs> right. Cooper Rush is over there doing his like, okay, I'm calling out the defense right now. I know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the defense doesn't do anything. Jack right. rabbit. Jack, That's you got to Del Rio rabbit, Jack Del Rio rabbit. You got to You got to have some kind of change. You got to be like, okay, Hey, they know what's up. We're going to try this stunt. Do we're going to do this something. Who's to call you? something and stop putting people out of position. I get you cannot get out schemed week after week after week. Mm-hmm. If I see Jamin Davis on another GD wide receiver, 
Mm-hmm. Number one wide receiver. Okay. We're not yeah. talking like it's the slot guy. Okay. We're, we're saying, we're saying like, okay, CD lamb comes over and lines up opposite of where Jamin Davis is. I better see cam curl Defoe or McLean say, Hey, I got you. I'm coming down to take care of that. Right. Because Jamin Davis should not be covering a wide receiver one. Right. You want to put blame on Jack Del Rio? That's where you put it on Jack Del Rio. I, You're getting out schemed week after week after week. I I don't I totally agree with that. Totally agree that I, I'm not on the uh Jack Del Rio's not the problem uh stance. I'm not on that, but between the two, I still think it's more Scott Turner. But you're right. The way they get down there and and Dells comes out of the huddle and you got your defense kind of generally set up and then they put CD Lamb in the slot over Jamin Davis. You have to make an instant adjustment and it can't be that difficult. You've normally got three cornerbacks in the game. You can't tell me that all three cornerbacks are lined up on a wide receiver at that particular moment. Can't they just say, and again, I'm not a coach and I'm not an X's and O's guy. Can't you just say, let's switch. Okay. Me, I'm a little bit quicker than you. I'm going to go cover CD lamb, not you, Mr. Linebacker. Okay. You, Mr. Six, two, 240 pounds. I don't want you covering CD lamb. That's, that's inexcusable. It's exactly what you're saying. It's totally inexcusable. And that, and that does come down to coaching and that either Cole Holcomb, who's the green dot, or Bobby McCain, who is also a captain back there, and everything is all in front of him, should be able to say, should be able to make an adjustment on those plays. And they're not making adjustments. And it doesn't make any sense to me. And offensively, it's the same way, by the way. Carson Wentz doesn't seem to be that he has the ability to call an audible at the line. Have you ever seen Carson Wentz in a Washington Commanders uniform, call an audible at the line of scrimmage. Can't can't think of it. He, I don't believe he ever has. And either they don't have the confidence to allow him to do that, or they just that's not in their offense that to call audibles. And that's the adjustments that everybody seems to talk about with the with the coaches. They don't seem to be able to make changes in the course of the other team setting up. And if the other team makes adjustments, you should adjust. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of stand there and say, our base defense is good enough. And it's not. And it's, it gets frustrating. And I know I got very animated there. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah. again, I want to point out that the defense actually has been improving. You know, we had uh, have. Uh, Hawk TV. The defense has been trying lately. Absolutely. Uh, that The defense is not who I blame for this. You held Dallas. You held your opponent to mid twenties. And we will say time in and time again, that that's low enough to win the football game, at least yeah. be competitive. And they're not being competitive. That's why I blame Scott Turner and uh stoner. It seems like you're with me on that one. Yeah. Scott Turner's to, to blame for, for this loss, you know, specifically here. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the NFL again, you can't score 18 points in two weeks and expect to win in the NFL. And that come and again, you've got talent. There's talent everywhere on this offense. It's proven talent. It's not some kind of we're just saying 
I mean, let's take Dotson out of there. Dotson is not a proven talent, right? Mm-hmm. He's had three, four games, and he has scored four touchdowns, I think. I don't even three touchdowns, maybe. Whatever. Uh, he's not yet proven himself in the NFL. But Gibson's proven himself. Logan Thomas has proven himself. Samuel, McLaurin, Wentz, all these guys have proven themselves to be talented football players, and they're not putting it together. Which and I, c- comes I down to the coaching. Yeah, I right. think so. Or, yeah, or you know, at some point, I'm not there yet. At some point, Carson Wentz is not it, and we're gonna we're gonna move on from that whole yeah. Carson Wentz, which is a discussion. wonderful segue into our next topic, mm-hmm. which is when is the time to make a QB change? We're again four mm-hmm. games into it. You're one and three. I have a lot of people asking for Sam Howell in the comment section. I've seen a couple people ask for for Taylor Heineke. My, you know, obviously with that playbook, right? The play calling that we just had in this game against Dallas, mm-hmm. Heineke can run that. You know, he can dink and dunk, no problem. Sure. Now, the issue I have is one of the, the with Heineke. It, well, one of many issues I have with Taylor Haneke is he's not good at those bubble screens. How many times were those bubble screens just late and just you couldn't get there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his arm's just not good enough, right? Sam Howell, interesting fifth-round rookie. I mean, you might have the next uh, Gardner Minshew and mm-hmm. get some Minshew mania going on here uh, with the Howlers here in Washington. But this offensive line, we just talked about how bad this offensive line is. Are you really going to feed the rookie to an offensive line that's going to get him shellacked, you know, day in and day out? What was the uh, car? David Carr, right, out of Houston. (laughs) Um, Was it David or was that the other one? His brother in Houston had like 62 sacks in his first year. You just can't do that to a QB. Right. Carson Wentz is an experienced QB and he gets sacked 15 times in three games and he's he's shell shocked. Yeah, he seems so to be. So do you really want to put Sam Howell in there? When's the time to switch QBs, Stoner? Because um, this performance doesn't look good. I will I will say that I don't necessarily have like a threshold. I don't have a like after seven games, after eight games, after nine. I don't have that threshold. I think you pretty much know when that is. And it's and I do know this. It's not now. It's it's not the time to just give up on a season after four games. Okay, you we are in the code red situation, right? We are in. Uh, this is a must win game. This is a must win two games, I think, with Chicago after that. Uh, but now is not the time, and I can't tell you exactly when that time is. But we'll know. We'll know when it when this team maybe is two and seven. And he's looked the same week after week after week after week. We'll know when it's time. It's not now, right? I mean, you don't no. you don't think it's now, right? No, I don't think it's now. Uh, my my take on this, as far as like when to switch out the QB, mm-hmm. would be you're paying this guy twenty eight million dollars to play quarterback for you. Yeah. You traded picks for it. Yeah. You're. I don't think you're going to improve uh, with with. Taylor Heineke or Sam Howell. All right. So you, the only time you're switching them is when it comes down to Washington is out of the playoff race. Okay. And you're hitting that threshold um, of when, you know, when uh, 
when when that third round pick becomes a second round pick. Yeah, I'm trying to so find exactly seventy percent. If you play seventy percent yeah. of the offensive plays, which somebody figured out if they yeah, Mitch Tischler has it. I have it here right now. So, okay, go ahead, uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch Tischler here. If Carson Wentz starts every snap through the bye week, he'll reach the seventy percent threshold that turns the Commanders' twenty twenty three conditional third into a second rounder for the Colts. Won't be able to pin down the exact snap, but right around halftime of week 13 versus the Giants. Yeah. So that's when that's when you pull the plug. You don't let them get to 70% of the snaps. You just can't. If you yeah. were down bad, okay? If you're in playoff contention, you risk the second round pick, okay? Sure. If but what if, you're, what if you're one and eight? If you're one and eight, you pull it. You're not in playoff contention. Sure you are. Technically, I'm saying technically. Okay. Right? After the, nine games, know, you're only but this is week over week thirteen through. that we're talking about here. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. So if by week twelve, going into week twelve, if you're yeah. out of playoff contention, which you very well could be, um, if you're four and eight and you might technically still be in it, you know, it's it's up to how you feel. If you won the last three games and you feel pretty good about the rest of the schedule, you know, Ron always talks about how he's a gut guy. You know, yeah. I wouldn't trust his gut. Hmm. Doesn't seem not. like doesn't seem like it's been working out for him, uh, but you know you kind of play that one by ear. But if at week twelve, if this team is just so far down the river, that's when you ch- that's when you make okay. the change. Yeah, I, don't I, make it before then. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. And, and they might get to a certain point, like Hawk is saying there. Let's say they're one and eight, and they might get to a point where Carson comes out of a game because. Uh, you know, because his, he tweaked his knee and then all of a sudden it's, well, he can't play because his knee, well, in fact, it's probably not his knee. It's the fact that they just, they've had it and, and they're moving on to something else. Kind of like the Trey Turner situation. The, now they're saying Trey Turner after three, he didn't start game. He one was out two, game one, think. right? I think one of those games he was out. Trey Turner yeah. was, yeah. So, and then now he's back in there and he's been an absolute turnstile. And now all of a sudden it's, oh, we rushed him back from his injury too soon. Well, that's a convenient excuse from, uh, instead of saying he sucks and he's not doing the job and we got to pull him out of there. So, and that's what will happen to Wentz. I truly believe that at some point they'll be saying his, he's on the injury port, uh, for a couple of weeks, you know, if they're playing back, they're one in five, they're one in six, he's on the injury port each week and then at a certain point they'll be like his shoulder just can't take it anymore we're gonna have to go with taylor heineke yeah even though he could play something something's probably gonna bust there uh i'm gonna talk about metaphor's comment here all right fact is bad money handling signed carson 28 million instant hit but rather than restructuring to give plenty of uh something to sign db or money to sign dbs and lbs to have an all-around team they chose to keep it this yeah. is and i've long said this this has been my mm-hmm. stance from the get-go that's honestly his contract is my favorite part about the carson Wentz signing okay i get that the 28 million hit prevented washington from filling out the rest of the team uh the way that we see fit but this this front office felt like the team was good enough. And I have mm-hmm. to say on offense, and there's been a couple of comments about how this is the most expensive or one of the most expensive offenses. Mm-hmm. It looks like on paper, this team should be at least competitive. 
Yeah. Even with the 20 million hit. Of course. Okay. But that 20 million hit is brilliant. Okay. It is a one year rental. Washington owes him nothing yeah. next year or the year after that. So if Carson Wentz, who's not so far proven that he's the guy, continues to play like he is, you cut him after this year, no, no loss. You get all that money back. Right. And you start fresh. Now, it's in my opinion that if you're going to start fresh at QB, you need to start fresh at the at the coach, more than likely the, the GMs and stuff. Well, like that yeah, that's it's a, it's that's a, a you clean house. You yeah, clean house. They're clean. They're so. they're cleaning house, and and I've kind of said that money wise, it's foolish, and I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure that Dan Snyder would do that because he's going to be paying all these coaches, all the staff, all the the GMs, the medical people, all these that Ron brought in, you're going to be paying them for two years. And that's, that's a hard thing to swallow. Even though he's got a tons of money, he's got two jets. He's got one of the biggest yachts in the world with the only floating IMAX theater on it. He's always in Europe in the South of France and Spain and Croatia, all that with, on his yacht. He's got the most expensive house in one of the most expensive cities in the world here in Washington, D.C., He's got money coming out of his ears, but he's just not about paying guys to not work. Yeah. But if it comes down to that, you absolutely have to completely clean house. You don't want to give Ron a fourth quarterback, right? You've already proven you can't do it with three other quarterbacks that, that you said you'd take or whether it's Dan that said you'll take. He had to take, uh, 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 sorry, the young man who passed away. Haskins, um, he went. He stayed with Haskins. Mm -hmm. Then he went with um, Alex Smith. Help me out here. Um, no, not Alex Smith. Who was after? Help me out with the quarterbacks. Who's quarterback last year? Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan That's Fitzpatrick. There you go. They went with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was his choice to bring him in. That didn't work out. Injury, whatever. And then, and then he brought in Carson Wentz. You can't give him a fourth. Okay, you're gonna have to clean house and start all over. Yeah, got a couple, uh, uh, you know, donations here. We appreciate it. First one's from Command This what? Podcast. Uh, these guys are going to be uh, um, uh, broadcasting, I believe, right yeah. after. So make sure you head out to yep. them after we finish here. Uh, they say after a donation of five dollars, thank you for that. I need appreciate to that. I'm sure money, that's probably Steve, Deb, or Phil. There. Appreciate you guys. Uh, how we feeling, boys? Per standing seven minutes ago, we might lose Cosme for a few weeks for a hand injury, too. Yeah. Salt on an open wound. Here's next week. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's Cos tough. Cosme would be rough. Um, you know, so you're going to have backup, 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 and then Norwell and Leno. Yes. Right? So you're going to have probably Lucas. Lucas, probably play Lucas right is tackle. more than likely. Yeah. Charles, Charles. is right well, guard. Larson is supposed to be back. Hopefully, he'll be playing. He's been at, he's been activated like yeah. B Rob has been. So yeah, yeah so, so there's potential plays. that you might have him there. They might hold him out for a week, but yeah, you're looking at a very banged up offensive line going yeah. up against Tennessee Not and uh, potentially Thanks further there. Uh, great Watubi with the ten dollar donation. Watubi. Thank you very much on that one. Um, before the season, our schedule was ranked as the easiest. And after four games, we're ranked as the toughest schedule so far. I heard this on the Kevin Sheehan podcast. Hmm. That that is actually that is actually uh, fair. Well, so, hang on, hang on now. 
before the season, our schedule was ranked as easiest. That's correct. But after three games, our schedule was ranked as the hardest. That's what he said. Huh? After four games, it's ranked as the toughest schedule. No, I don't believe that at all. Because after the three games I'm talking about, before Dallas, okay, Washington's first three games was ranked as the hardest schedule in the NFL based on who they had played. Yeah. Okay. Which was Philly, right? Philly, Detroit, Jackson. Philadelphia's undefeated. Okay. And their upcoming schedule for the rest of the season was ranked as the number one easiest schedule. So I don't know how it went from the number one easiest and after one game. No, 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 no. So he's hard. so the, the this comment is saying is so after f- coming into the season they were mm. ranked the easiest. Gotcha. After these four games, though, it's been the hardest after four games, and we gotcha. don't know what the what the the, gotcha. the rest of the the year will hold. Right. Good call. Great and nothing you. nothing is easy for Washington. We've said this time in time out. Is nothing ever comes easy against for for yeah. Washington. Outside of yes, the, some of the jokers who like to point out losses come fairly easy for Washington, uh, but yeah, they've they've got a very very difficult, um, you know, they've had a very difficult run of it, you know, yeah. and this team is capable, as we've seen last year, of putting together a four you know game win streak against teams they have no business beating. Yeah, right. You know, maybe they maybe they do lose against Tennessee or Chicago, but then beat. Green Bay and yeah. uh, who else is on in the Dallas. schedule? In Dallas, in Philly, you know, at the end, Philly. You know, they're right. going to go on a streak. Whether you're just like, where, what, where was this in the beginning of the year? Right, right. They will because this team is not going one in 15, sixteen or two in fifteen. That's not going to happen. But yeah, great Ratubi. You're right. You're correct. I I misread uh, what you were saying. So yeah. So after four games, they they have the hardest. Not. Not the upcoming schedule. Yeah, not upcoming. Upcoming gotcha. still to be determined. They do Good have call. a couple of winnable games, but we'll be talking about those winnable games next week in the or and Wednesday and, and, Wednesday. and on. Uh, right now, we're going to try to continue focusing on this Dallas game. Maybe a couple of things that happened here, but again, with a wonderful donation, we appreciate it. We don't typically point out the super chat because you know we just appreciate you coming in here, liking the video, subscribing to the channel. But Hawk TV and with the five dollar donation. Thank you very kindly for this. You guys are the vet fans, and I heart you for it. We're all frustrated fans and are in lockstep with one another as we award a consistent winning team. We do yeah. deserve a consistent winning team. And, and this is this goes for – there's been a lot of talk uh, in social media right now. And I know social media can be very toxic and end with this, okay? But there's fans – like there's some fan policing going on. We we're not going to fan please you. you. You fan how you want. If you want mm-hmm. to walk away from this team and come back when they're winning, by all means, that's yep. everything. If you want to quit on them, we, you know we all love Trev. He he wants to walk away every every weekend when they start to, getting getting their butt handed to them. He okay? wants to walk away on a, a long pass that Dallas makes. <laughs> He's ready to quit right there and then. Right right there. <laughs> and and if you want to come back when they're they're winning, that's fine. Well, that's. That's, we'll open that's the door you, for you. Okay. If you want to be one of these fans, and, and we kind of we kind of we didn't call anybody out because there's a lot of people are doing it, but there was a lot of self-congratulatory, you know, comments on, oh, I was right. I was one of them, right? I on 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 our live stream, I was just mm-hmm. like, yep, if you check the tape, 
you'll find out. I didn't like Wentz. I didn't want Wentz from the beginning. You know, yes, great, great for me. You know, if you want to take joy in that because there's not a whole lot of joy on the field, fine. You do you. That's that's absolutely fine. We're not going to fan police you in that. It's an odd thing to do, right? It's very we odd. We will try to find some positives for this team to, because we're going to keep being back, right? We're going to be there next Sunday. In fact, I think Trev is going to be at the game because it's one of the the uh, crucial catch games, right? It's the, it's the mm-hmm. uh, tackle cancer type game. Uh, and Mama Store, shout out Mama Stores, is a, uh, is a breast cancer survivor. Yep. So it's important for him to be there for that one. We're going to be live streaming the games. We're going to continue bringing you great content. That's right. Because we love this team so much. We're not going to leave. But, hey, fandom comes in different and, different way. And we're going to try to be positive, but we're realists, too. When when the team stinks, we're going to say they stink. Oh. And we're going to say. We just had 50 minutes of calling this team out for just how. Yeah. We're going to say Trey Turner, you know, sucks and, and all of that. But uh, but we're all we're still going to after. We get done here and we start preparing for our Wednesday live show where we're going to talk about Tennessee. We're going to look at the positives. We're going to look at the ways the team can possibly win either uh, not just this game, but going forward and hopefully that they can. And I will never, ever, ever. And we tweeted this today. I will never, ever, 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 ever hope that my team loses a game, i.e. tank. I'm just not a tank guy. I'll never be a tank guy because I can't. You got 17 chances a year to watch your team play a football game. That's it. 17. And I'm not going to sit there and root for my team to lose week after week so that I can get a high draft pick. Oh, how about the number two pick? Let's do that. Oh, let's get the number. Let's tank so we can get at least the number two pick. Okay, let's take Chase Young. Yeah, even if you get the number two pick, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get a game, a, a, a team-changing player that's going to change it around. It, it just it doesn't work like that. We took Chase Young when we could have taken Tua. Who knows on Tua? We could have taken Herbert, but we took Chase Young. And look where we are. We're not any better when we had the number two pick. And you can say, yes, but that's the organization's fault. That's the GM's fault. That's Ron's fault. Whatever. It hasn't ever worked. No matter who is in charge, it hasn't worked for 30 years, 25 years, whatever it's been. So let's stop hoping that our team loses just so we can have a higher draft pick. That's a, I won't do that. You can do that. I will never. Gus Bus, I don't think it's a way to build a consistent winner. It's not. Stoner just laid that out as well. It's not. Um, you know, we had a we had a question here from from JK here. Yeah. Uh, why are you all still Washington fans? You know, we're talking about, you know, being fans of this team and not mm-hmm. jumping ship. We're going to be here. Uh, let us know in the comment yeah. section, uh, either if you're watching right now or if you're watching afterwards, why are you still a Washington fan? What keeps bringing you back? Uh, let us know. For me, it, it's it, you know, like you said, Stoner, you only get 17 times to watch your team. This is yeah. our team. This is, you know, who who we are. This is what we do. And uh, and who we love, so that's that's why I am. But I'm interested in, in the comments there from them. You know what's up with that? So we'll see uh, as there as we'll transition to the next one after I give a shout out to the first string podcast and first string uh, and, into his owl. Yeah, and Polly's in there nice. as well. He changed it up. He went he went after Trev instead of uh, instead of you, Stoner. Uh, but uh, make sure you check out the first string podcast guys in there. Um, the OGs uh, are in. 
the OGs in the house as well. Love to see it. Uh, yet, why are you in here if you're not a Washington fan? Because we bring the heat. We bring some good yeah. content, or at least we like to believe so. We appreciate fans of uh, everyone in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, EP, that's EP, given uh, doing her executive producer stuff in here, uh, saying EP is the best. HTTC with a donation. Uh, thanks, love. Hey. That's my. That's popcorn money right there. That's that's uh, right. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. The. Um, Let's, you know, we said that there is some pauses and we want to talk about the, uh, there you go. He got, Polly got it in there. Um, let's move on to the go-go's. Okay. okay. L- you know, it's going to be hard to pick out some positives when your team loses 25 yeah. to 10, but specifically let's talk about, you know, who did play well yesterday. Stoner, who did you like that? Make sure you're in the chat there with your go-go as well. Who, uh, yeah. Who- Quick shout out, real quick, real quick to uh, Tony there in the ProTech Sports Network. Uh, I know I just by kind of following his tweets today, he was quite unhappy with the uh, the way things were played out yesterday's game. Hang in there. We got uh, 14, 13 more weeks. Hang in yep. there, buddy. Still um, long, good or bad. It's a yep. long season ahead of us. That's right. Um, my go go, I think, was because it's hard to find really a go-go it's it's a no-brainer i want to say tressway because tressway was good Mm -hmm. but you know he i don't know what the stat was but he had like four punts inside the 15 something like that consistently making sure washington was in good defensive position that's right but i'm cheating by saying him but saying it's not him right so uh I mean, Jonathan Allen is is an absolute beast, mm-hmm. and he's at, he's dominating the line. He had eight tackles, I believe, four for loss tackles for loss. Yeah, he was a sack and a tipped pass from a defensive tackle. That's insane for a guy to have that. When you look at some of the stats for other guys on this team, your linebackers who are supposed to make all the tackles, they weren't making that kind of tackle. And when we were doing that live stream. We kept pointing it out every time uh, Dallas would run and I was doing the play-by-play and I'd say, and it stopped by, and you guys would just say, Jonathan Allen, right? Jonathan Allen. Because Jonathan, he was great. And he's, God, I wish we had more Jonathan Allens on this team. He was yeah. fantastic. It, so that's It my would, would be nice to have uh, more Jonathan Allens. Yeah, you're bringing up his stats. A lot of people with you on that one. Jonathan Allen, eight total tackles. Led the team, tied with Cole Holcomb with those eight. Yeah. Led in solo tackles, five. Curl, yeah. Cam Curl also had five. Uh, tackles for loss, four. Four tackles for loss. Four tackles for loss. for a D-tackle. The next, the next highest, he had a couple people, Deron Payne, William Jackson third, and Montez Sweat with one each. Uh, and, then the one, and then the sack. He had the, the one sack that the mm-hmm. team had. And the I tip mean, to- in the past defended, right. He did have the past defended. So absolutely just great play from one of our captains, and you just love to see it. Yeah. You love to see it. Uh, because he took the obvious go-go. Yeah. That was and obvious. yes, Duran Payne also had a had a uh, a good one there. Defensive line again held held yeah. their own. Uh what, maybe what not too the... flashy. Montez Sweat continues to be uh Montez Sweat is Preston Smith. Let's just call him yeah. what he is. He's good. And, but he's, he's not great. 
He's he um, I really kept waiting for him to turn the corner. Yeah, and it, and it just it's didn't just happen. not happen. Jonathan Williams is a is a go go for okay, me. Okay, sure. Felt like I felt like he in the short time that he was on. I mean, he had five rushes for forty eight yards, the long of twenty three there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, when you're trying to like grasp at straws here and picking yeah. something, yeah, your third sure. running back having that kind of game is good for you. Like yeah. you know, you should have good things happening if your third running back is the one who's breaking out and having good ones, uh, good runs like that. I mean, the mm-hmm. all everybody was having a good run day on this team. Okay. And, and Gibson wasn't exactly flashy, you know, but solid 13 runs, 49 yards. Uh, JD McKissick, eight runs for 40 yards. It's five yards a carry. Like mm-hmm. you want that. I mean, granted the long was a 33, but you need those big ex- explosive plays. Jonathan Williams just, I felt like it was nice seeing the running back do that. And that may, maybe with B Rob coming back, maybe that helps with things. If this team is meant to run the ball, maybe B Rob can help out there. Uh, yeah. So, and, we'll the, see. and, uh, also with Jonathan Williams, did he not have, I think he had like three carries total coming into the game. Yeah. And he just comes in and he's ready. That's what you want from your vets. That's what you want from your third stringers, whatever. Come in there, be ready, make a play. So uh, he may have cleared the way. Hey, that's what he does. Okay. Gus, he yeah, clears the our way. Our audio listeners, for Gus the rushing Bus attack. Said, John Bates is a go go. He cleared the way for the rushing attack, much to Stoner's chagrin. No, yeah, that's Stoner, great. Stoner, that's Stoner, great. Stoner believes he's just a maybe, maybe that's your answer at tackle, Stoner, is uh, hey. with Cosme being out. <laughs> Put him at tackle. Uh, uh, we have number. Chris Ward with uh, Gibson as a go-go. Again, I, th- I felt like he was solid. Yeah, I would like to see him being used more in space. Um, go-go is the defensive backs. That's an interesting he, one. Uh, maybe maybe means no-goes because yeah. uh, that's what we're going to shift to here after we talked about the sum of the positives. Uh, let's shift to those no goes. Who's yeah. your who's just give me one no go? Okay, I'll give you. I'll just give you so one outside the coaches. Let's go with the yeah. let's go with the players here because yeah. we've 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 blasted the coaches mm-hmm. for a good forty five minutes. So give me a no go on a player. Carson Wentz was atrocious yesterday. I can't believe how atrocious he was. He was bad in all areas of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything more than that. I I think he can improve, but that game yesterday, Carson Wentz was atrocious. Yep, I, that's, that's fair. That's I, absolutely deserving of you know of that. Uh, lots of people on this list that could be no goes. Since Trev's not here, I'm going to take it. Kendall Fuller sure. just continues to get decimated. Sure. Uh, just not not there. It, it's. It's just, you know, very disappointing, right? I, th- I I think we were all excited when he came back from Kansas City. I think I was upset. I don't know where you were, but when he when we traded him to Kansas sure. City, I wasn't exactly happy with that. So yeah. he came back, and uh, and I really thought that was uh, going to be good. But uh, a lot of people agreeing with me here. We had Fats saying it's Kendall. We have. Um, metaphor metaphor saying it dave is going to go with mccain holcomb and sweat yeah sweat continuing like the pressures i want to see how many pressures he's had but he's just not he's not getting there often enough 
I do love this from Commandalorian. Go, go is the Ref the District live game stream. We appreciate it. We have a lot of fun with those. And uh, every game, except hopefully, one. yeah, we'll, we we have one that we're not going to make, but uh, we'll let you guys know what's going on with that later. Uh, maybe an opportunity for you to join us. But mm. we'll, we'll, we'll save we'll it. Little, yeah, little teaser little, there. Little teaser. Little, like little teaser there. But uh, William Jackson III uh, from the Great Watubi. Yep. Um, well, actually calling out his dad, Jackson II, but we know what you mean there. Um, DMV Mess Hall saying William Jackson, Jackson also. as a no go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. He, he, he was getting that one play to CD Lamb, which was just, he ran straight up. I get that he was supposed to cover the low zone, but no one's threatening that zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and no one was threatening Cam, that Cam zone. Curl was late to switch on that one, too, is what I think it was. So, Again, miscommunication in the backfield and just yeah. an easy, easy touchdown for uh, for there. Yeah, Scott Turner, Chris Ward as a no go. Yeah, we 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 fully agree. Mm-hmm. When we said who's to blame for it, Scott Turner is our is our take on that one. Just not good. Uh, Commandalorian no go pilot who flew our team to Dallas <laughs> should have just stayed uh, home. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's good. You know, we needed that plane that I think the. Uh, uh, Vikings were on to London. Fifty chairs that all recline back. That's uh, oh really? I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, that was, was, uh, was that's sweet? fancy. That, that's yeah. That'd be something. And, That'd and be something. If you haven't had a chance, there's a great uh, Twitter account called the the Dan Snyder Yacht Tracker. I think it is. Yep. But it also tracks his his private jets. Like we talked about earlier, he's got two private mm-hmm. jets, and it's a it's a real deal as far as tracking them. So you can see where Dan is going or yep. His plane, at least, you don't necessarily know if he's on it, but you can tell when it flies into Dallas from Dulles that you know uh, Dan is on that plane. Uh, yeah, we we did the refs. Um, do we yeah. want to talk about the picture before we go on to the? Um, do you have do you have the picture handy where we can bring it up? Um, if, if if you don't, don't, then I'd say no. If you okay. it, like, or at least we can talk about it real briefly. I'm not. It is what it is. Dan Snyder. We all know he's fans with Jerry. Uh, He took a picture with them before the team. He missed the memo that you're playing against the Dallas Cowboys, and maybe you should be wearing burgundy. At least Jason had the black commander shirt on. Mm -hmm. Tanya understood the assignment. Yeah, absolutely. She was in burgundy. But how does Tanya let him out of the house like that? You know, we she probably doesn't control him any more than anybody else. Dan Snyder is in in a blue and white like outfit, and it's just you know it is what it is. I'm not going to get too upset about it. Yeah. I don't I don't go for this team because of him. In fact, I'm with most fans. I would like to see him go. Uh, re- hashtag release the report. You know, yeah, we're all for that. We're we're absolutely all for it. But a lot of people made it about something. And I just feel like it was uh, it's a silly thing to to make something about. You know, it is what it is Uh, on that photo aspect. A lot of people keep posting the uh, the photo of Lino and Norwell kind of hugging or blocking each other. Yeah, that's a misnomer. If you actually watch the play and it's not great. okay, Uh, optics are bad as usual. Yeah, they 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 missed their blocks, ended up kind of bumping into each other. But if you take a picture of it, it looks like they're blocking each other. So, yeah, yeah it was pretty bad. But pictures don't tell the whole story there. Great Batubi with another donation here. Uh, does Dan have a man crush on Jerry? Yes. Absolutely. 
100%. I, I 100% believes he idolizes Jerry and would love to, and you know, run his team the way that, you know, run Washington the way that Jerry runs Dallas. And I think that's why you had him so involved early on, but it wasn't working. So he tried to remove himself. You've seen that over the last few coaches and GMs where he's not necessarily input. He still can't help himself as we all have heard the story of him walking off his yacht and calling to, to make the, uh, the Dwayne Haskins one, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, and I also think, I also think that he knows he has to kind of be tight with Jerry because of, you know, we've heard all the rumors about how the owners are getting fed up with, with Dan and everything, but he has to be tight with him so that hopefully Jerry doesn't turn on him. You know, he's got to be an ally. He's got to keep him mm-hmm. in his court. He's got to be that ally. And I think Jerry likes having uh, Dan around because all the stuff that Jerry has done, which is more proven and some of it worse than the stuff that hasn't been proven in Washington yet, Jerry likes to have Dan Snyder there to kind of take the heat off of Jerry. He mm-hmm. likes to take the heat off himself. I like Dan here. Dan, Dan gets all those headlines when I'm over here in pictures doing the things I'm doing. Right. So I think it's a, it's a relationship that, you know, the good old boys, the highfalutin rich boy network, all that good stuff. They're, they're made for each other. They are absolutely perfect for each other. You know, we, we kind of shifted away from go, goes and no goes, but I do think that there's two more that are worthy of bringing up go, goes, the uniforms. I loved the black oh, uniforms. I thought they looked sharp. Yeah, I, looked I thought they looked good. I wish that the debut would have gone better, but hey, it is what it is. And uh, the last go go we'll bring up here. Thanks, Commandalorian, for this one. Go go is Manscaped. That's right. That's right. Head to manscaped.com. Get 20% Ooh. off by using the code REF. That's R as in REF. E right. as in F, and F as in F. There you go. There we go. Yep, 20% off free shipping. Just use that code REF. It will help us out. We appreciate that. Uh, great products, too. I actually really do enjoy their products. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be using uh, them as a sponsor if that was the case. Um, you have your notepad out. Yep. Which must mean yep. it's time to pay up. It is time to pay up. We need a, right, we need a dollar, little dollar. jingle there. We'll get the dollar dollar jingle. I'll add that to my list of uh, things here. Let's pay up. Dollar dollar did not go my way again, I think. Okay. So first we'll get to all the predictions that everybody gave. Yeah. Um, DMV mess hall. Um, tailgate Ted reached out and says, Hey, what's the prize for having the closest pick? He had it 24 to 12 Dallas. Guess what, Ted? And I think he's still in here. You didn't have the closest pick. Anyway, <laughs> it was very close, but we had Scott Thompson over here had 24-10 Dallas. Yes. I mean, he just yeah. he just about ready to go, Scott. All right, here you go. You ready? So um, this was uh, from last week when we got started. Shady Katie said that Dallas was going to have at least 22 hits on Carson Wentz. Okay, now I didn't look it up, but he didn't have 22. They didn't have 22, not even close. They might have had 10, maybe, whatever. They they probably had more, but they didn't have 22. I don't even know where to look for that. QB hits is a stat. They had 11. Oh, really? 
They had 11. Right, right. Okay. Washington, uh, was, by the way, had three. Oh, wow. I was the only one that uh, took that under. Oh, okay, so a plus for you. You're the only yep. one who went with it. All right. Trev and I Spawner. should have gone with it. I said that they're only I said that they're gonna get less than four sacks. All yeah. Right. Trev and Stoner both said that Washington would have more sacks than Dallas. Now Washington only had one, I believe. Yep. And then Dallas had two. Yep. So we were incorrect. Nathan is a plus on that. There Trev we and go. I were both a negative on that. Yeah, I I did feel better about Washington holding, and when they did. They yeah. did. They held held Dallas to two. I did not did not expect another big sack day for Washington, and that was correct. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's uh, you know didn't didn't work out in the end though. Uh, DMV mess hall here uh, with. with yeah, I to, I told yeah. him that uh, he asked what he wins or whatever, and I said you win all the dollars. attention dollars, and so we we got not here. So there we go. DMV mess hall tailgate Ted. Uh, make sure you check out their channel. Uh, the, he is bleeping out all the swear words. I'm told that there's a lot again yeah, in today's show, post, so right? you can check that one out. Uh, there's your attention dollars there, Ted. <laughs> um, okay, next one was I don't know why I did this, but I said that Dallas would have zero sacks. I was very specific and I said they would have zero. Yeah, that was, that was pretty close. They only had two. <laughs> yeah, okay. I yeah, mean, super close. Everyone was talking about, you know, oh, oh a lot of people, really a lot of people nine. talking about yeah, no. Dallas is going to have at least seven or eight. And I was like, they're not. They're going yeah, to we, make adjustments. We, yeah, we, we knew that the adjustments were going to come. But, Zero, I thought, was too much. Yeah, too, Nathan, too, too strong. Nathan and Trev both uh, took that bet. So right. pluses for both of you all there. Like it. Trev said Washington would have two picks. Well, they kind of did. But they were both negated by penalty, so they got zero picks. In fact, they have one. They have forced one, one turnover. One in turnover. Four games. That's Defoe's insane. Defoe's interception to end the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Game. Uh, uh, Stoner so, and Nathan both took that. So we're so, we're plus and yep. Trev's a negative on that one. Yep. I'm actually got three positives right now. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. You said you did, but you didn't do bad at all. Um, Stoner said Gibson would have a hundred total yards. I don't think he did. I think he had like 62 total. Yeah, not, not, total. Even, not even close. Yep. So Trev and Nathan both got a plus there. Now it starts to really turn for Trev here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trev, where are you at, man? Got to give up your dollars. Trev said that Gibby would have a lost fumble. Did not. Both you and I said he would not. Gibby with good ball security so far this year. So yeah. I think that's been pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to continue. Touches, though, but. He, the guy ran the ball for 13 carries. I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, and I don't expect that to change all that much. When B-Rob comes in to, to steal some of those carries away, as I swat a uh, mosquito on me, yeah. the um, I think Gibson's still going to get around 13 carries. Sure. And I just, you know, we talked about this last year when it came to Gibson. People were really overblowing those six fumbles. If you look at his other, you know, his other examples, he's not somebody who has ball security issues. He had it right. one year last year. That's right. So, you know, that's something one that you can fix and, you know, you can teach that, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. saying he doesn't have scary moments where he enters the pocket and he's carrying yeah. the rock with one arm, you, worry but about you, it. you haven't seen it this so far yeah. this season. And we're, we're going to talk all about it on Wednesday with uh, Robinson and Tyler Larson and all these 
And now we're hearing about Cosme. We'll talk all about that on Wednesday. But and how it's going to um, if B Rob does come back, your go go Jonathan Williams is going to find himself out of a job. Yep, which is fine. Um, yeah, great. Uh, thanks for if, thanks if for guys having one good game. You'll be right. on the practice squad right next yep. to Jarrett freaking Patterson. Yeah, I don't know if they uh, have two RBs on the practice squad either. You know, I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying. They did last year. Both Jonathan Williams and uh, Patterson were on there for extended periods of time. Okay. Um, all right. So Stoner said McLaurin would have a catch on the first drive, and he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. And Nathan was the only one who went against that. So that's a yeah. minus for Nathan. I knew that one. I, I said this on the stream. I knew that one was a bad take when uh, middle of the week, it was like Thursday, I think, Scott Turner came out and said, <laughs> yeah, I've talked with Terry about not getting him involved early. We're going to fix that. It was just like, oh, great. And here I'm here I'm the dolt who uh who uh said that Terry wasn't gonna get a catch on that first one. That's yeah, that's fine. That's, I'm good with that one. Yeah, that's the one that you're okay to lose. And I think we said that when he made the catch. Oh, yeah. Trev was like, Oh good, okay. Get him involved. Get him lost. involved. Trev yeah. was against that one too. Uh no, sorry. Yeah, no, I thought it was, was just, just me. Maybe he thought he was. Yeah. Um, all right. Trev said that Dallas would have less than 50 yards rushing. He was close. close close but they had like 62 was it 62 actually funny way, enough i i almost want to give them bonus points here I i'm know, not right? going to it's can't i'm not going to can't sorry. but sorry Trev. they didn't have a single rusher that had 50 yards yeah ezekiel ellett finished with 49 yards rushing 19 carries run defense has it's been fantastic. on point mm-hmm. okay i they were gashed by jacksonville Yep. Uh, but since they were gashed then, by Detroit, Detroit had 180 something yards. Oh, rushing. yeah. They had the two runs of 50. So that's exactly. what it was. Yeah. Uh, but since since then, since they've you know decided that 50 yard runs should not be a thing, yeah. This run defense down. has been shutting it down. Yep. Um, what was the yards per carry for Dallas as a team? 2.1 like, as a team. 2.1. So, yeah, so that was a miss for Trev and a plus for you and I? Uh, correct. Okay. Uh, Trev, yeah, it's 2.1. I mean, again, atrocious. Trev said that Washington would go three and out on the first drive. That was the one he was okay to losing. Yeah. Right? Uh, both you and I said, no, they will not. So both you and I got that one. Stoner said that Diggs would give up less than 100 yards. And I don't think he gave up any yards. I'm going to be honest with you. Trayvon I think, Diggs, I think he gave yeah. up five. It was like one yeah. catch for five yards. Exactly. So Trev and Nathan both got a negative on that. Uh, Trev and um, here's you a good took one. a positive on that one. No, Trev's a negative. Stoner's a positive. Yeah, Stoner. That's what I'm saying. You took a plus. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Stoner Diggs said, is still overrated. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> Stoner said Washington would have no trick plays, and he was correct. There were no trick plays for Washington. Uh, Trev and Nathan get a negative on that. Foolish take on my part. I should not have gone with that. I just figured maybe you'd see like a double reverse or something like that. Yeah, nothing. Um, and then our last one. Diggs gave up one catch and four holding no calls for zero (laughs) yards. Yes. Lots, lots of hand checking. Lots of the one that Stoner disagreed with as far as the plays that were called. Mm. I, the one where Terry McLaurin, the guy, uh, I can't remember his name. It's the safety yeah, uh, I mean, had his hands inside Terry McLaurin's jersey. Yeah, like he just 
you got to call that. Yeah, to me, you, you got to call that. But uh, the last one was an in-game bet. Uh, Trev and Katie said that Washington would have a three out on their first drive of the second half, and they were they right. did not. They did not have three out on their first drive of the second half. Washington went three and out their first drive of the second half. I don't Double think check so. that one, Stoner. Let's go to the play-by-play. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's see if anyone could beat me here. Uh, six plays, 13 yards. No, you're Thank right. Thank you. You're right. So, Stoner and Nathan got that one correct. Right. And Trav well, and I'm glad I was wrong on, uh, on that. So, that's it. Um, according to my calculations, and you're going to check it out, Stoner had a plus six. Nathan had a plus five. Trev had a minus eight. <laughs> Going the wrong direction, my man. Mm. Going the wrong direction. Uh, yep, I'm showing plus six for you, plus five for me. And Trev is, ouch, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, minus six. I had eight, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll double check it there. But oof. Yep. Hey, Luke, thanks for thanks for checking on that one. Yeah, I had to, I had to look it back up again. Uh, that particular drive, uh, which we were hoping they were going to put some points on the board, was uh, Gibson left in, negative two yards. Carson Wentz incomplete pass to McLaurin. Uh, third and 12, Carson passed to Samuel for 14 yards. There was your mm. first down right there. McKissick, one-yard rush. McKissick, negative two yards. Uh, Wentz short pass to Dotson for two yards. And Tressway punts it, 47 mm. yards to the yeah. Dallas 15. That's when you really were hoping that the offense would come out and do something, and just needed. It was only fifteen-seven, I think, at that time. Yeah, it was. It was still a close game, and that was the thing: is like most of this game was against Dallas was close, but it just felt so far away. Yeah. Well, now we got it all out, right? And now we can move on to uh, Tennessee. Look forward to the next game. Talk about what they need to do to win on Wednesday. And I'm glad glad this one's out of our system, though. It was atrocious. The offense was bad. The defense was okay. And I hate losing to Dallas, of course, but, you know, time to move on. It is time to move on. You will catch us Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter as we'll break down the Tennessee game and everything else that's happened this week. Is Sam Cosme really going to be out? Where's B-Rob? All that's going to happen right here on this channel And we're going to continue being back, and we're going to be here for you because we're fans, you're fans, and until next time. What's that, Nathan? Be a fan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.